listening to this, you are a momentum maker, entrepreneur, somebody who wants to make a dent in this world and find a new solution for your current or future customers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an episode number 54 of the Sergey Ross Show. Here's why we are doing this. We do this to explore and learn how thought leaders in business and sports think. Their psychology, what makes them create such a high output of results that impact others. And why do we do that? To get better ourselves and try their tactics so we can go build whatever we want and achieve our goals and get inspired. And look, some people will say you can deposit motivation and it is true, but let me tell you this, without emotion, it is really hard to create anything. And that's why we are here. Before we dive into an episode, pause this podcast right now and go on my website, sergeyross.live. It's S-E-R-G-E-Y-R-O-S-S.live and sign up for my free email list for podcast highlights, practical productivity hacks, mindset tools, and new books I dig up for myself and share with you so you can try it for yourself and get better. And now, in this episode, number 54, I'm interviewing Marie Chavier, the CEO and founder of Sampler, the leading direct-to-consumer sampling platform. Marie started her career in advertising at J. Walter Thompson, then worked at a VC firm in New York, came back to Toronto, started Sampler, and combined her passion for marketing and tech. She shares a lot of cool insights about how she thinks, makes decisions, prioritizes her time, her projects, what drives her, why her first company has failed, and of course, uh, the interview would not be complete without me asking her about her routines and books. So without further ado, here's Marie. I'm here with Marie Chevier, the CEO of Sampler. Thank you so much for inviting me to your office and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to start with this question. I, I, I played, I uh, asked it, I asked this question to a couple of CEOs and the response was pretty mixed. In <laughs> uh, uh, if there was a total apocalypse oh uh, today, what would you be doing? Oh my God, crying <laughs> in a ball. Yeah, no, uh, I guess like, I don't know if I would have time to register that, but I'm a really big baby. So like I, that is probably like my largest fear is just like anything that I can completely not control. Um, like, and especially like the mm. end of the world, it's like you just started right with my like largest sphere. <laughs> well, that's, that's the idea. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would be, I would be very uh, <laughs> beside myself. I think. <laughs> well, that's the idea. How can we make it really bad? <laughs> Talk to me about what was going through your mind when you realized uh, one of your German developers is actually not going to move to Toronto, and all the implications mm -hmm. that that yeah. that kind of draw. Yeah. So um, you're referring to the the guy who I started the company with, who. Um, together we, we were fundraising for like our first round of financing and one of the requirements was uh, that he moved from Germany over to Canada and it was literally the day before closing or the Friday night before our expected close date which was Monday um, and he called me to let me know that unfortunately like him and his wife mm -hmm. had chatted and uh, it was no longer possible for them to move and um, yeah I mean what was going through my mind um, it probably felt like the apocalypse <laughs> in a lot there of ways, go. right? Um, so yeah, so I mean, um, the the biggest thing at the, that moment was just kind of like, what are, what am I gonna do? Like, does that mean like my investment won't go through? Um, all that stuff. And at that time, I I really made a decision to um, to just 
like be very transparent with uh, the investors that mm. were coming on and uh, they were incredibly helpful in helping me like figure out a plan to just uh, be able to replace him and and to move forward with uh, with building this business so yeah a hard a hard day but it turned out good in the end but you uh i think you said something about it where you said if you put certain constraints on yourself or you happen to be in a situation where like high pressure situation like yeah. this where you have to figure something out fast it's incredible how how much imagination and how many ideas you could come up with yeah exactly actually that's a great great point um pretty much all of the large like spikes in innovation or in uh in growth of our company have been um like the result of like a pretty big fuck up if you will or a big 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 yeah. scary moment um uh you know whether it's um whether it's at one point, for example, we um, we saw our revenue mix um, like incredibly change. Like we we just got a bunch of really great, awesome mm -hmm. clients uh, that were really big and that were paying a little bit slower than what we were used to. And at that point, we're like, oh my god! Like if our all of our customers are paying us in 120 days, it's a little bit different th business than right. like what where we used to get paid earlier. So mm -hmm. it, it really has like a cash impact. Um, and like from that came like business, business model remodeling and all this great stuff that mm -hmm. allow, that allows us to have such a great pulse on our business now. So, so long as you catch these, these like right. kind of, uh, like apocalypse moments uh, at the right time, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you can draw so much learning from, from those mistakes. So I, I welcome, I welcome these types of things, um, for sure. Do you create any artificial scenarios to challenge yourself challenge your leadership team questions like for example if i had if i could only work two hours in a day what would i be doing <laughs> oh boy you know what you know what i think it's so unique about like startups is that you don't need to create these artificial scenarios like mm. these scenarios happen <laughs> right so like um if if anything like um you, you you just every day there's something new that happens that uh, that like pushes your thinking so so like maybe knock on wood or maybe like uh maybe scary but like we haven't had to create artificial scenarios <laughs> things just kind of come in and surprise us and and test our thinking all the time which is the, probably the best way to to, <laughs> to to grow and learn yeah for sure i think you need to be open to yeah for sure you said something um, on uh, at the other interview, it's completely to take a day off, and it's okay to say I have enough on my plate. Yeah. How have you applied that in your daily daily life? Like, at what point would you say, you know what, I'm going to step back and not do what I'm about to do? Yeah. Um, I I think you just have to be like really really aware of your mental capacity and just like um, if tonight I like. Tonight I'm planning to work late because I had a, I have a lot of things to do before I head off on a business trip. But if let's say at 6 p.m. I'm like, you know what, my energy level is just not there, and mm. I just don't think I'm going to be productive. I would rather take a night 100% off, and so tomorrow I could be 100% on versus yeah. you know being 10%. Right. So I think like just being really aware and and honest with that um, because the problem is that 
often I was saying that to someone earlier because um, we were talking about mm -hmm. her workload and I was like at one point like who are you running against are you running against like the to-do list and like is everything really really like that urgent or are you just running against like yourself right like are yeah. you are you just trying to go faster because you artificially made mm -hmm. this kind of deadline in your head and I think like yeah being aware of your capacity and then just like being very honest on like whether or not this actually needs to get done how do you find uh, the threshold of oh I I'm gonna push through this because this is important versus um you know what um, I think the second, the second consequence or the second circumstance, the second level or third level are not that bad. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to take the time off. Yeah. I mean, there's things that need to get to, to get done. And, but, you know, if, if I was in a position where something needed to get done and I didn't feel good and I needed help, um, I would I would rely on my team to help me with. So you. Um you took improv classes a while back. A while back, how did that help, or what did you think of that? Yeah, actually, experience? I was. Um, I learned. This is a fun fact. I learned um, like how to speak proper English, like without an accent, acting in British pantomimes, like uh, in because there was like a random like theater um, in my hometown that ran British pantomimes. So I like, I was French Canadian, like very thick accent you're from, from montreal right? yeah i yeah. was surprised i watched your presentations and i couldn't figure that out oh. like, there's so few people who are who don't have british pantomimes <laughs> uh yeah no I, so i just like started acting and like i guess like needing needing to mask my my accent so i i guess it just it i don't know i'm lucky i guess but mm -hmm. um but yeah so so i mean so much about being a leader um is about like in a way performing right like i'm i'm not like i'm i'm not um i'm not acting everything i'm doing is very real but at the end of the day i am um you're you're engaging an audience whether it's investors whether it's your your teammates or whether it's your clients like yeah. you have to you have to put that mm. that hat on and right. uh so so I think uh, improv specifically really helps you think on your feet. Um, it also like helps you like really uh, remove barriers um, that that can help you can help you be a bit impulsive, if you will, mm -hmm. or um, or build the confidence to to be impulsive. And, and, and that is like literally what <laughs> entrepreneurship is. You right. always have to be like on the ball, making decisions and following your instincts. Uh, maybe not impulsive, but in following your instincts right. is a really big one. So, so yeah, so, so yeah. So I think I, I love improv. I think, it, I think it's a, for anyone who's like uh, needing to do any like type of public speaking or like leadership, I think it's a mm -hmm. really good, good one. Talk to me about uh, your first startup. I think it was called uh, Drop Gifts. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened with that? How yeah. Did, where, what was the ideal originally and when did you start that? Yeah, so a uh, bit of an unconventional um, way of starting a business. So um, I was an entrepreneur in residence for Rocket Internet. Rocket Internet is a German uh, venture capital firm, but basically what they do is they kind of, they already have preset kind of business models mm -hmm. that they want to go after and they put an entrepreneur into it to build it. So I was a co-founder of Drop Gifts um, in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, Drop Gifts helped 
consumers send each other gift cards um, on their birthdays. Um, so you could send, if it's your friend's birthday, you could send them a $5 gift card on Facebook. The platform was completely entirely focused um, or, or platformed on top of Facebook. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a problem, number one. And then um, literally overnight, Facebook bought our largest competitor or like one of our competitors. So we went from like, you know, having the best time of our lives, like building this awesome company, like super well funded to like lights shut off the next day. Um, so because there just really wasn't any more play. Like we yeah. were completely platformed on right. Facebook. So uh, amazing lesson, right? And, um, and I think, again, like just failure teaches you so much. So um, definitely learned um, to, <laughs> to be a bit more platform agnostic. <laughs> um, but, but also just like, yeah, just just it gave me so much grit. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the, it gave me so point. much. Yeah, I was I was curious, like, what are some of the things that you do to to go through the challenges like that? Yeah. How do you uh, any questions you ask yourself or any anything that you do to to get back up? Because sometimes it's pretty hard like that stuff actually does occupy, occupy a little bit of uh, space in your brain and you're yeah. like, oh, it's hard to, to, you know, completely kind of like, for sure. Kinda, for like, sure. It was, that. it was like, for sure. It was so disastrous. Like it felt so terrible to be like, you know, we worked on this and like, I, I really saw the future of it and like, you know, and it, it completely overnight was taken away from me. Uh, but oddly, I gained so much confidence, like mm. going through the building of the company and like, and so much uh, clear understanding about what went wrong. Like, sure, the, the like the the Facebook build was like a big one, but um, we had made so many other mistakes along right. the way. Like, whether it was like people, whether it mm. was like um, whatever it was. Like, there were so many different things that we I would have done differently yeah. if like if if I had built this in any other circumstance, and. I just, I remember like after a day to being like, I can do this. Like I can do this and I can own my own fate. And at mm -hmm. the time it was like, you know, I, I was like a kind of, kind of like a, like a, like a fake, a fake startup founder. Like I was given millions of dollars to build something that I didn't come up with. Right. right. Like it, not fake, like fake is, is not the right word, but it was definitely like, startup training like mm -hmm. is how I saw it and then I was like you know what like I learned so much and in this startup training and now I can do it on my own so yeah it just gave me so much grit and like I think often about that I think about like what if tomorrow like the lights turned off at sampler right and it's like mm -hmm. I think about that because I think it's like it's it's a really good I'm really big into like meditation and mm -hmm. I, I like it's the what's the worst that could happen um like it's a great reframe reframe is is like is the best way to get through stuff and to continue to have like drive right especially if if the worst is not the worst and like and i think that um that like obviously that is so like it, it it's not something that like i fully think is something that could happen but at the end of the day like just thinking about the fact mm -hmm. that if it did i would still look at it 
with so much fond memories and learnings is like right. so reassuring. So and does it give uh, more confidence uh, in, so in this, much more. This daily decisions? Yeah, exactly. It does. It gives you it gives you the risk appetite, right? right. And the 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 yeah. So no, I think it's an important reframe mm -hmm. for sure. We're gonna get to the meditation part <laughs> later in the conversation. And you, uh, before you started, um, before you started this company you uh went to you so you studied so you worked in at an agency you uh worked in digital marketing and then you went to work for a vc firm it's rocket internet yeah oh, so right. same so, same, so yeah. that, and that was intentional wasn't it um yeah i really wanted to get into tech um and yeah this i mean i remember reach i remember like literally searching the word entrepreneur on google and like trying to figure out like how do i speak to one like it was mm -hmm. like <laughs> some sort of zoo animal um and i found a guy in montreal who was the head of an of an entrepreneurship society and he met me for coffee and uh he right there and there offered me a job as kind of like this entrepreneur in residence for rocket internet mm -hmm. which was like it was completely the like uh, like the most probably one of the most pivotal moments of my life but um yeah i'll be forever thankful for that coffee but oh pivotal moment in what way well because that like First of all, I had set this intention that I wanted to like get into entrepreneurship and mm. in tech, but I literally had no idea what that meant. And I certainly didn't have the profile to be hired in a tech company. Um, and I reached out only to one person <laughs> and crazy. I went to this coffee and he rescheduled it a couple of times. It was like took three weeks to actually get, you know, mm. the coffee. And, and within an hour, he was just like, yeah, I'll give you a shot. And I lived in Montreal. I moved to Toronto. And within like month, uh, within actually within weeks, I would, he like, he and the, the company had moved me to New York to mm. take on this even larger role. So it was just like, just crazy, like, like events, you know, and you, you take a look at that and you're like, you know, what was it that, made that happen and i i think it was like pure openness and like willingness to just kind of go with the flow and mm -hmm. like trust that you know the that the wind would take me in the direction it should and it's like work out yeah yeah and and it did and and i moved to new york and met my husband and eventually mm -hmm. learned everything i needed to learn about building a business and then built sampler so it's like it's so it's that's so awesome it's a great story Totally. Yeah. You mentioned drive a couple of times. What are the, some of the factors for you that that make you do what you do yeah. and how they changed over the years? Because they, they probably evolved. Yeah. You know what the craziest thing is? I was thinking about that yesterday. Um, like we all have the power of like changing like entire industries or changing entire ways of thinking. And like when I had the insight of product sampling should be more attributable. Like I didn't e actually think that I could help reinvent commerce, but like, mm -hmm. like, and I'm not like saying that I'm all the way there, but like this young girl with this insight on product sampling, like ended up building a multi-million dollar company around it. And you know, we're, we're, we're really challenging the space and we're, we're, and so, that drives me like the, the limitless options of like what you can achieve as one individual um, who ends up inspiring 
so many people to follow suit is just like so cool. And that's kind of exactly like Mm -hmm. the way that the same drive that I hope to drive to my team, because like now they're the ones like so much more than me, like revolutionizing Mm -hmm. commerce and pushing, like pushing the envelope every single day. And it's just like, that's so, so cool. It's so cool. We are more powerful than uh, we think we are. We, it's crazy. And, and, and there's nothing stopping you if you're just the most, if you're more driven than the person beside you. Like, obviously, there's there's things, but um, there's always obstacles. And, like, certainly there's, like, like we haven't talked about, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, some of the challenges and whether it's, like, you need financial resources or, like, you know, whatever it is. But, um but I really believe that drive will get you very, very far. And what, what do you yeah. think about, uh, Marie, what do you think about the vision? Because I know there's a lot of people who talk about it. Oh, you have to have a vision. You have to have a certain idea of what you'd like to do. But some people, sometimes people don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do a bunch of things and they're super driven. Uh, but <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. They yeah. don't know how it's going to work out. What's, mm. your, what's your experience? I struggle with that because... Because I have gut. I have really strong gut. Like my gut is like, my gut instinct tells me to do things. And it's Mm. not, and that is like, that is obviously driven by some vision, right? Like you can't develop gut if you, if there isn't like some sort of power driving you to a vision. But could I have told you, could I have told you that the steps, could I have told you the 20 steps, 20 big directional steps I had to take to get to where I am? And do I know the 20 next steps just like so perfectly? Right. Probably not. But I know that experiences and touching products and feeling products is something that's going to become way more important than ever in an e-commerce driven digital world and that was the same insight that i had six years ago Mm. um and i maybe 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 luckily uh, a few trends have like definitely played out Mm. um and really emphasized that but you can never predict that you know yeah something something like like there's going to be variance to to this stuff so so yeah so i i struggle i will say like i i have friends who are really good at the big vision stuff Mm -hmm. i i can't say i'm super big at that but i i'm closer to gut and i'm closer Mm -hmm. i'm closer to like uh the immediate steps and stuff that's that comes more naturally to me um but I, but I think I have a clear understanding of my space and, right. and yeah, so what it's I've tough. Heard, it, it is pretty hard. And what I've heard from, uh, from a couple of people, including Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss and even Carmichael, they're super big into personal development and setting goals. And both of them actually said a similar thing where they said, oh, you actually shouldn't be, or you can't uh, pro- accurately set 10 year old goals because yeah. you as a person are going to be so different and you are probably going to really underestimate to how quickly can you get to a certain yeah. level and you're going to set a goal which is going to be too low and then you're probably going to hit it, but you'll never hit something bigger. So yeah. like they actually treat goals as almost like projects, hmm. like a mini project, like six month project or one year project. And yeah. then after that, you because you actually don't know the speed of change for you personally. It's crazy. Like 
I am so lucky in my role that I can meet someone who I can have a coffee with someone who will expand my vision like tenfolds or I could not. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it's like it, so. So it's it's crazy. And I, I look for these aha moments. Um, I am excited about those aha moments. But if you spend t- so much time trying to fabricate those aha moments, then like are you a little bit closed off to what could happen? And that's like where gut like gut is everything right. like I meet I, I'll meet someone. I'll be like, you know, this this project sounds really interesting. It's like it's kind of out of the space of what I would usually think. But I think it's going to push my thinking on like this specific thing. Right. Like I'm like I went way too deep today on like uh, on like, for example, on the ratings and review side of like what we do and like hmm. um, analyzing like sentiment and stuff like that. And there's like a really cool company that we're starting to collaborate with. And it's like I probably shouldn't be going so deep into this, but the person behind this company is so damn smart. And I'm like, <laughs> tell me more. And I was like, we're just like, we're just vibing. Right. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So, so I, I feel like maybe you're right. Maybe mm-hmm. in a way I, um, maybe being having two set of a vision can close you off to like the opportunities that come yeah, along. You can, you can be, you can get bigger, you can get bigger faster. And sometimes the best way to know is just look back, Yeah. look back at whatever you wrote mm-hmm. in your journal or whatever yeah. you set a goal as before, even sometimes pictures like, yeah. Oh my God, like five years ago, it's just like <laughs> completely, yeah. completely different for sure. everything. For sure. It's very true. I like that. Talk to me about sampler. Uh, what are you doing first? Because I didn't really spend any time on <laughs> And uh, where are you going with your product? Yeah. So we uh, build personalized relationships between people and brands. And the way that we do that is through product trials. So um, the from a consumer standpoint, you can sign up to Sampler um, on our website or, you know, many other places. And ultimately, just create a quick profile. Tell us about yourself. Uh, what kind of food you eat, what kind of makeup you like, what at kind of how many kids you have. All this information allows us to match you with products from brands that are maybe developing a new product or maybe mm-hmm. been around for a while, but you haven't discovered. And these brands are looking for your feedback. Um, they want to know like what, how you feel, but they also hopefully want to turn you into a buyer. And so, um, yeah, we, we broker that relationship between consumers and brands. And uh, we do that in multiple different ways. As I said, you could register on our website mm-hmm. or we help brands like add sampling to their ads or add sampling to their experiences and, uh, and make all of that fully mm-hmm. more measurable and, and um, it, it more interactive uh, two-way communication. What uh, makes you excited? I mean, you did talk about this, uh, the, <laughs> the, this conversation with, uh, with your potential partner or with current partner. Yeah. What uh, makes you excited right now? What's you, what are you excited about? Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about so many things. Oh my God. Uh, but I, I just think that I'm excited about how e-commerce is just transforming the way we shop. And, um, I'm just excited about, uh, what it means as far as potential for brands to kind of get to a next level for mm-hmm. them to um, to focus on so much more than just the product itself, but uh, you know on on, on building a uh, 
like a, a brand, a messaging, an experience, like all that type of stuff, just love. And I love, I love seeing like all this new innovation. Um, I love seeing like, um, one startup that I mm. really love, um, actually just launched, um, in partnership with, um, a company called Amica, um, this shopping experience where as you're browsing through the website, uh, it literally, based on information you gave the website, it tells you this is this product is a 90% match for you. It's a 30% match for you. Like it's so 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 cool. So the right. startup shout out is Automat.ai. Um, so they're chat, yeah, they're Montreal, chat right? bot. Yes, yes. I can introduce you to the founder. They're very cool, by the way. They're really cool. So like they're like this is like that personalization of commerce. It's just like so cool. And that's obviously like a big part of what we do. Um, but yeah, like there's just so much opportunity for brands to be useful yes. <laughs> and for them to take the shopping experience by the horns. And, uh, and I think it's pushing marketers to think, um, differently. And I think that's a huge opportunity for tech companies like ours. Absolutely. It's basically just, uh, taking whatever the concepts existed in the nineties and two thousands and moving into 2020 yeah, and, then be exactly. and then beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of uh, conversations I'm having is like, you know, we talked about like experiential marketing, right? Like when we when we were like potentially in high school or whatnot, like experiential marketing was a thing. Like everyone mm -hmm. was creating these like offline events and all yeah. that's that, that stuff. And like it was all about like, oh, did you receive like your Red Bull from this Red Bull car and like all that type of stuff. But like, how do you build these types of experiences in a digital world? Like, oh, exactly. my God, I love that. <laughs> what do you uh, wish that people ask you, but they never do? Hmm. Um, I actually feel like um, like I've seen people ask me, like, how are you doing in, like, the most sincere way, like, once or twice <laughs> in the last little bit. Um, and, it, and it, like, there's just such a difference with, like, how are you? And, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing? How are you doing, right? And it's, like, it, it, I, I really think that we need to ask that more, especially, like, as, an, as a, um, like, community where like everyone is like mm -hmm. pushing their limits every day so yeah i since i think asking sincerely how someone is doing no that's a good one <laughs> I, did not, I did not did not expect that <laughs> sorry i went it went really emotional <laughs> now but so you uh you, you spoke a little bit about i think it, it, you did a lot of uh, interviews before uh which is great it's easier to prepare <laughs> uh you, you talked about importance of not cramming too much too many things into a day and just having a little bit of time for yourself. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing with your time management right now? What is your structure? Yeah, so um, lately what's worked for me is actually having um, one or two tasks a day only, mm -hmm. which um, during the week, which is really crazy. But like I cannot accomplish more than two things a day. The rest of my time is usually spent helping others accomplish their own uh, objectives. That's, I guess, definitely the role of a leader, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so it's very often that my day will start around seven at the office um, where I would spend two hours, usually an hour on each task. Um, and I'm done my two tasks by 9 a.m. 
when 9 a.m. rolls around, I'm typically in meetings all day, helping mm. others um, connect dots. And I love that, right? Like it's, it's really empowering. So um, if with only two tasks a day, um, you can imagine that there needs to be a lot of delegating. It becomes really important to make sure that um, you are very clear about like everyone's roles and responsibilities on the team and um, a lot of my time is spent thinking about like ooh, I have this task like what's everyone's capacity and like can they really handle this and like should it really be prioritized and so like you end up like really um, needing to have a really good sense of what everyone else is doing what their focuses are on and um, and then you know what what needs to be handled by you what can be handled by somebody else but yeah, like that's basic stuff. How but. do you um, draw, like if you're like trying to accomplish a certain task, you have a specific time, maybe if you're, if you're not able to do it at this time, do you just make sure it happens no matter what? Or you draw a line and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it tomorrow if you are not able to do it in like an hour? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I schedule everything. Like literally my calendar is the the most overwhelming thing to a lot of people but for me it's it's all scheduled so if um so I can very quickly know like um my two tasks are like are already booked for right. two weeks or whatnot right. so um yeah so if if I can't do it then I'm just very honest about timeline right what did you become better at saying no to over the years? You've been with Sampler, building Sampler for six years. There's gonna, there were lots, lots of things happened, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and you have a fine amount of time, obviously, uh, on your calendar. What are you better at saying no to? Maybe it's public appearances, uh, emails, and yeah. other things. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, the the public appearances that. Uh, as you mentioned, I do a lot of, so, um, so I have had to, um, you know, try and, and say no sometimes because it can get like, it can get overwhelming, but at a same, at the same time, I really do think it's part of my responsibility. It's also like, we're, we're really trying to push our space. We're really trying to get the word out around, you know, the power of experiences and product sampling. And, um, so it's my job. And, and so, uh, as much as I, um, you need a balance, it's, it's my job to do that. So I, 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 I make time and I quite enjoy it, to be honest. Uh, I, can, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> uh, there any other things like, for example, yeah. um, what do you do with emails or Slack or all those oh, sorts yeah. of things? Like what's your, uh, what do you usually, your structure? Or your approach? Yeah. So, so email is, is a tough one. Um, I, have this kind of like unwritten rule that every 30 days like because every at one point in 30 days it does get to a point where you have like 300 emails and you're like most of it is junk um some of it is probably meaningful some of it I just like didn't find an opportunity to get to so I do actually mark all as red uh, I know that's like super scary to a lot of people but like um at one point I like I, I skim through everything that comes through my inbox. And so if I haven't gotten to it in 30 days um, and it hasn't made it to my task list, if it's that important, somebody else somewhere somehow will like throw it back at me and remind me. Um, so yeah, I just like for my own sanity, I mark all as red, which is so scary, but I did that two days ago. feels good. Well, this is a, this, 
<laughs> well, this is a psychological thing, isn't it? Like yeah. where you consciously accept this is what I'm doing yeah. and some things will go, you know, will not go as planned yeah. and some people will not be happy, but you accept that. Yeah, and exactly. Like, like emails and what's the alternative? It's there till I get to a thousand and I missed I missed three other things because I was at a thousand. Right? Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, in one interview, you said uh, maybe I should stop and ask myself more often, what, would I, what do I really want? Hmm. Are you? Uh, Did I, I say that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was that was a while back, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you any closer to that now, or that was maybe taken a little bit of out of context? Yeah, I don't know which context it was set in. Uh, I think it was just you were responding to something. It was yeah. very much like a mindset conversation. Got it. Yeah. And you said like, oh, like I wish I knew more what I wanted, but I feel like <laughs> it wasn't necessarily related to sampler. It was more yeah. about like a bigger life t sort of conversation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that could that could be. Yeah. I I actually think um, I've actually been really really good lately. I just I just finalized my my um, meditation teacher certification, mm -hmm. so like I've had a lot of like mindfulness time for myself. So I feel like I'm a lot clearer. Um, but it's it's not like for me. It's never been about um, it's never been about a milestone or like um, it's about a feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I just. I love love. I love being around people that like are uh, are loving and caring and um, and community and family. So it's mm -hmm. like those are the things that like really drive me. So right. um, so yeah, like I mean, in a way, I, I'd love to have. I, I hope to one day have like a family. We don't have kids yet. That's, that's right. a milestone. Mm -hmm. um, but but really, it's just about a feeling, a state of mind of like happiness and being well surrounded and what's the no totally yeah <laughs> what's the like is there a point where you th you think oh i achieved what i wanted or is it yeah. is it never is it more like a it's it's, it's continuing yeah. yeah 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 i think i've come to peace with the fact that i'm way too driven to like to be like oh i've done it <laughs> i think it i think like I thought I would reach these plateaus like 70 times and I haven't, right? So, so I, and I think that's really important because if, um, it's really important to know that because again, going back to that, like a point I made earlier, like who are you running against or what are you running to, right? Yeah. It, like you can really get lost in that. So, um, so yeah, so I think like, I think that does go back to setting daily reminders of, wow, like, here's here's what happened today and like here's what i'm proud of today here's what i'm grateful for today um because if we don't stop then we're on this continuum so um so yeah so i i don't think there's a milestone i'm looking for um and i'm aware of that right <laughs> no but you're aware of things of not burning out which is a yeah. big part of that yeah uh, exactly speaking of um journaling and meditation and certain certification you just recently yeah. did um what was that yeah about? yeah so i i just i had been meditating at home um or and also in in studios um just like kind of as a as a way to release my day i found i found that it was actually surprisingly easy for me to switch off uh when when practicing meditation um and i hadn't found like a better tool um so just fell in love with it whether it was like using headspace or inside timer 
are going to studio. So I, so, you know, over the holidays, I like turned to my husband and I was like, you know what, like, I really want to take this more seriously. So, um, so I noticed that there was a certification course to become a teacher. So I just, I just did the certification just to understand the psychology behind it, the different types of meditation, um, to, you know, hang out with Mm. a group of people that, that like saw meditation so passionately as my, as well. And yeah, so I completed the course. So like, technically speaking, I could lead a meditation. Um, but very cool. But yeah, like I, 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 I'm very humble about it because like, I believe that like I did like a very small course like I believe that you know it requires so much more training than, than that but at least I feel uh, more connected to my practice now mm. which is really cool of course so you start your day mm-hmm. uh, what, when do you wake up what do you do after that what's your yeah routine okay like? so my morning actually does include meditation so I wake up Um, every morning and I set an intention so uh, first thing to do is like I turn off my alarm which is like the toughest thing to do is to not immediately check my email right Right. like you turn off your alarm which is usually your phone and it's like oh man like I just want to check if like I got this email back from a client so I don't do that um, and then I lay in bed and I, I sit there and I just think about the day ahead. Um, usually at night, the night before, I have actually done it like a gratefulness meditation. So I mm. will think about what I was grateful of for that day. And so I'll, I'll recall that in my morning mm-hmm. meditation and just remind myself what I was grateful for. Um, and I try to f- start my day with a fresh mindset every day. So. Um, I usually set an intention. It could be a task. It could be as simple as, um, like the other day I was like, we had a great meeting. We had a meeting with Pepsi and I was like, I want Pepsi to see the true value of our product today. Mm -hmm. Like, and just set it aloud, right? So you just say it aloud Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and you go about your day with this intention of like, and this intention was just to inspire one of my clients, right? Mm-hmm. Like just for them to see beyond like uh, just some of the features and see like the large vision and whatever. And so I, I, I take that intention with me in the day. Um, and I, I throughout the day remind myself, like mm-hmm. have I stood through to that intention and did my energy really go towards the one big thing I wanted to do big or small right and I think small smaller the better to be Mm -hmm. honest so that you can have your evening meditation actually reflect like the fact that you're grateful for having accomplished accomplishment right exactly not just like oh I started or I kind of started yeah and it's really hard it's hard it's like you know, I want to raise a $20 million series A, like, oh my God, like <laughs> that takes, yes. that's a lot that you can't do that. Right. So you, you really have to like small incremental steps. Mm. Yeah. What do you do after meditation? Do you work out or do you like oh, go through check? check I wish the, I know? could say that. I wish I could say that. No, I don't, I don't work out as too much. I'm so bad. Uh, <laughs> I wish. No, I usually at that point I get up, um, like I go about like getting ready. Um, make a coffee sometimes like a quick breakfast and then i head to the office so but i walk to the office so i guess that counts as exercise it is is. well it is an exercise two blocks (laughs) well yeah i don't know uh no i leave my exercise usually to the weekends like Mm. we'll do an activity uh, like a physical activity like or two on the weekend but like um yeah i'm not a huge like i do a bit of yoga but i'm not 
Right. Mm-hmm. When do you when do you usually come to the office? Um, between six and seven. Oh, so super usually. early. Yeah, yeah. Because I have two tasks to do before nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So when do you so when do you wake up in that case? Uh, five thirty. Five thirty is usually my time. If I'm if I'm feeling tired, six. Have you tried uh, journaling bef- uh, at all, or um, that's something you would consider? Yeah, I I'm not into it that much. Um, I I just. I find like saying it to myself mm-hmm. is is big and is good enough. Right. I feel like journaling that is is good if you're gonna look back on it. Um, I haven't found myself doing that, mm. so it just didn't make sense to 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 write it down. But just saying it and putting out in, in the universe right. is enough, I think. So you've done quite a lot uh, over over the years with Sampler, with your previous company, uh, just starting as an entrepreneur, as we, we talked about. What do you do more or less of that mm-hmm. allows you to do what you do? Yeah, hmm, that's that's uh, yeah, like I, I it's it's the sad stuff, right? Uh, so less <laughs> like I, I, you know, I heard I don't forget who said that, but like but it's true that like you are making a decision to do less of other things to make room. Um, and, and one of them is definitely like social life. Right. So, um, you know, I, I definitely am less available for my friends and family, um, than, than I wish my family is in Montreal. My husband's family's in New York. Um, you, we, we try as much as possible to prioritize family, but certainly, um, like friends like end up being really hard and so you you find um, potentially like your group of friends ends up being the people that are like also working these crazy lives and also right. within your group but but um, but I think I think that's okay and I think like you know we've had to make sacrifices around uh, not starting a family when others yeah. did and then we're aware of that and like and you know but uh, but my husband and I, like, we both feel so passionate about the projects we're building. He's also an entrepreneur. He's mm-hmm. building this amazing ed- education technology. Um, and we feel like for, for us, this works. Like, we're going to dedicate time to our businesses mm-hmm. now and expect to um, have more times for those other things later in life. Right. Um, so we're, we're fine with that. How would you describe your superpower? Oh boy! <laughs> like, uh, it w- it couldn't be maybe yeah. more than one thing, and, and probably yes. But like, what would be, how would you go about I, that? I really, I really say, I really would say gut. Um, and I think like the gut is actually a muscle that you can really, really rehearse. And I think <laughs> like meditation has really taught me that. Um, so, um, so I think my gut, like. You know, when you walk into like you, you talk to someone and you're like, if something just feels off, mm-hmm. it's usually true. It's like it's usually true. And um, so I think that's my superpower. And I, I need to listen to it. Um, or I, I, I think I do good at listening to it, but I, you can always mm-hmm. listen to it more. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. What might, <laughs> what might you put in place? To allow yourself to get off the grid for four to eight days with no email or, or phone. My niece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love her so much. So like she's like give me like a child. <laughs> give me a, someone else's child that I can give back after uh, <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, my niece, my niece, my niece Cassie girl is what mm-hmm. we call her. Um, is definitely the secret, um, the secret ammo. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, was there um, a, pr- a purchase? What was the purchase that you made? Uh, this is a Tim Ferriss question, by the way. Uh, what was the purchase you made recently of hundred dollars or less mm. that made the biggest difference on you personally? Oh yeah, actually, it's so funny. Um, someone mentioned that question to me um, before, um, and I think I had an answer. Um, oh, you know what, what it is? Mm-hmm. The tile. The tile? <laughs> you know the thing that you put on your keys and when you oh, lose yeah. your keys, you can sound it? Um, I lose my keys like literally every day somewhere in the office. In fact, I have no idea where they are right now. So <laughs> the tile has like really changed my life and I got it as a holiday exchange gift at the work office party. So I didn't even spend the hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Oh, I think you're gonna like the what Apple's gonna show off this March because yeah? I think they're gonna apparently gonna sh- uh, they're gonna like release this uh, like I forgot the name. It's like Apple, like whatever sensor where you could put anywhere, and then it will like it will show up on your phone. And you could like find. Things. I need this. I need this for like everything. <laughs> it's like Apple. T- I think. Oh yeah. Okay. So I think it's called Apple Tag. Oh my god! So you I could need put it, it on like a on like a like anything like shoes or clothes. your dog <laughs> your dog i don't know the range though <laughs> that's funny that's so cool um what are some of the books that you have either gifted or you keep coming back to mm. and those could be not just business could yeah. be personal yeah. or in any for sure i am self-admittedly have like a hundred business books and i've read like seven because like i I don't know about you, but like I get anxiety reading these business books sometimes because I like it's just like too much, too much. Like now I now I have like such a broad to do list. Like they just it's just constant. Mm. Like, yeah, it's too much. So I try and like actually do a lot more fiction. But one business book that I keep coming back to is Seth Godin's Purple Cow. That's a great one. It's like it's it was such a big starting point for me, like in in like my inspiration of becoming a marketer and like really thinking about uh, what makes brands or products stand out. And Mm. yeah, like it's just like so true still Mm -hmm. today. So love it. Uh, Where's everybody can find you online? Yeah. So Sampler's website is sampler.io. So that's um, that's that. Um, and if you want to connect with me, the best way is via LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there and um, I love connecting with people through that network. Is there anything I have missed or there's like a final message that you would like to leave the listeners with? Ooh, final message. Um, get some free samples on sampler.io and um, and certainly like if you're in retail commerce um, CPG uh, I would love to connect I love getting inspired by other entrepreneurs in in this space and um, if you're in the Toronto area especially we we run a really cool uh, meetup called retail to uh, part of the tech to umbrella and it's a really good place to connect so would love everyone to participate 
Very cool. And yeah, you definitely we'll link everything below so everybody can go in and check check your product out and uh, hopefully connect. Real Retail TOs, they do a great meetup, so yeah. it will be great to feel your energy in person for those <laughs> people who are here from Toronto. Yeah. Uh, but Marie, it was a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank coming. you so much. If you guys enjoyed this interview and want to read the highlights, hear about the new episodes and read about the productivity tools and hacks that I'm experimenting myself, go on my website, Sergey Ross. Live and sign up for my email list. You'll see a pop-up on the right. You can put in your first name and email and go do this. Pause the podcast right now. Stop listening to me and go do that right now. Thanks guys for listening. I will see you the next time. We are out. Bye.